Hi, I'm Renee Rochelle, the founder and president of One True Match. I'm here to help you find and cultivate the love of your life. For over a decade, I've dedicated my life to the importance, purpose, and dynamic of human relationships. My team and I are disciplined by faith, love, and integrity to help our clients find the quality relationship they've always dreamt of. Each week, I will be sharing the tools and tips I've learned that have rooted my success as a matchmaker with other leaders around the world. Welcome back, loves. I am excited to have back Whitley Ethan, who is an amazing podcast host and a victim uh, advocate to focusing on relationships, getting out of toxic and trauma relationships for the better. And we did a series on this just the other day. So I'm excited to have her back because we had enough people writing in that were saying, we want to chat more about this top topic. We are either in the situation, we don't know how to get out of it. We want to make sure that we are not continuously getting into the same relationships and going down the same patterns. So there was a few other things that we ran out of time last time to chat about. So I wanted to bring Whitley back to bring up a few few more things that I know she had in her toolbox to help each one of our audience out there to be an advocate as she stresses and she is beautifully designed by God from her own experiences and now helping so many other people which is a lot of partially through something toxic and evil that she's now turning into a beautiful purpose so say hello Whitley to everybody and share more hello and thank you again Renee for having me back um I'm excited to talk about this because I think that this is a topic that's really going to be able to help those that are stuck and who maybe find themselves in the same type of relationship. And I think it's safe to say that, you know, what's familiar to us is usually what we're used to or, or comfortable with, and we kind of keep going back to it. And in toxic, unhealthy, abusive relationships, now, first of all, they don't present themselves as toxic or unhealthy or abusive relationships at first, but there might be something that we're drawn to in that relationship that pulls us to them um, only to later find out that they are toxic and abusive. And as um, someone I had interviewed on, on my podcast episode, they said, you know, if we knew that they were abusive in the beginning, we wouldn't date them. And so when people say, well, why did you get into another abusive relationship? How did this happen again? It's because they don't present themselves that way at first. But it, we, it is familiar. And so we have to kind of break those, what it's called is a trauma bond. We have to break that. We have to, whatever patterns we've had in going to the same type of relationship or finding ourselves in the same type of relationship or the same type of guy saying the same things we we need to assess that and process it and work through it and kind of break away from it so that we're not in that same relationship but if we are um having people in place like we talked in the previous episode having a healthy community having support system in place that can be like ooh, you know I'm a little concerned about this. I would tread carefully. Um, you know, somebody with a second pair of eyes that can help us really kind of look at it from a different perspective that we might not be able to see when we have those rose-colored glasses on. I completely agree. And it's so important that as you're going through this, there's something else that I, 
you know, you had mentioned is pr- like being able to, what you call it? Pray, prepare, and plan. Yes, yes, guys, so key. Um, so here's, you know, during the waiting period, um, when you are single, and it might seem like the longest drought in your entire life, <laughs> you're just walking in that desert waiting for when you get a little taste of that paradise. Um, and so here's what you need to do. First of all, and this is so crucial, God needs to be your first love. If you are going to different things, relying on them to take that place to be your love, you're never going to be satisfied. And you're going to be aimlessly looking for something else, going to the next thing to be fulfilled. So you need to be content in who you are and where you're at, trusting enough that God's time is is far exceeds our timetable okay it's his timing is perfect but just be content in the waiting knowing that god is for you he's preparing a place and it could very well be that the person he has for you isn't ready isn't prepared yet to you god's preparing both of you so pray spend time in god's word develop an intimate relationship with him journal read his bible read deficient pray Pray without ceasing and pray for your future spouse. This is so important. You have no idea what they might be going through, struggles or things that they might need to overcome. Pray for them now to help them get to that point that you can be be meeting sooner rather than later. Praying that God brings you together sooner. Which I love that because I always say like, our, and I think I said in the other one is I, we, I have a course that's called Love Starts With You With God. And the reality of it is, is when I finally was able to get out of a toxic relationship, it was because I finally fell to my knees and I surrendered and I thought everybody around me is in a happy, healthy relationship. And what is their secret sauce? And it literally was everybody was on fire and in love with the Lord, which then when you surrender and you submit all of you to that first and foremost, it's amazing the Holy Spirit and the power that you have come over you to then feel it's just so alive that that love is better than any human love you'll ever feel. And like once you have that thirst and once you have that desire and that surrender, anything's possible. And I say that's when God hears and opens up the doors because you finally have like come to him and the Lord first so that the godly mate that he has designed for you can walk in because you are no longer trying to take control over the wheel and not let God come in and work the magic that he can do. Absolutely. And also, you know, even when you are in, you get married, your spouse can beat you. I mean, they are just as, you know, imperfect as you are. They can't do that. They're not capable and they weren't, aren't meant to do that. Um, you know, that's why when you get married, though you become one, it's really three people. It's you, your spouse, and it's God. And you need God to sustain you. And so his first love, your spouse's first love, and your first love should both be God. Um, you know, preparing. How do you prepare? So work on yourself because we all have areas where we can be bettering ourselves, working on ourselves. Heal the hurt and the trauma in your life. We all have brokenness. Heal that. Heal those heart wounds. That's so important. That is what's going to 
really impact your relationship. Now, I'm not saying that when you meet your spouse, you're going to be perfectly healed and there's not going to be any issues and any brokenness. No, there will be some, but try to be as healed as possible. And I do know from things that I've heard of and experienced and stuff that relationships, healthy relationships, a healthy marriage can help heal some of those broken areas. But it's not supposed to be the healer. It's not supposed to be what heals you. You need to be doing a lot of groundwork before you meet your spouse. That is so important. It's so true. And I I just love what you do to help be a support and a community for individuals that are going through these difficult times of, you know, just feeling alone and no one cares or you start to hide the things that, you know, your friends are telling you, get out, get out, get out, like what's wrong with you and all these things. So then you kind of just become like a hermit and then you you stop you stop sharing and you're just going through the emotions because you feel that's your only survival tactic and we're here to say it's not and when you get on the other side of that that's what you know your entire community is around uh is all about is so that you have a support structure so you don't feel alone and other women and and people to talk to that have been there that can give great strategy and great suggestions and their own experiences to maybe encourage you to be able to, you know, uh, either get out or also have those conversations when you start dating up front, how to attract a different type of love. Right. And also keep in mind, we are supposed to be our spouse's helpmate, not their be all and all savior. <laughs> that, is- that is good. That's a good point. Yes. Uh- yeah, so, but here, this is a way to plan. So when you are in that waiting period, don't waste it. I mean, use it to your advantage by accomplishing and reaching as many goals as you can while you're single. Mm-hmm. You know, take steps to show your, you can take steps to show your future spouse that you were thinking of them before you even met them. And here's how you do that. It's by making relationship choices in your dating life that would honor your marriage before you are before you even get married, because not every person you date are you going to marry. And most of them end in, you know, the relationship ending. So what decisions in your relationships are you making that would honor your marriage? Because when you get married, you're going to be kind of accounting to them everything that happened in your life and past prior to meeting them. And so if you've had all these heart wounds and you've given your heart away too many times, that's something that they're going to be carrying that cross and helping you through, you know, if you haven't done the work. And so you so need to be really taking into consideration what what kind of relationship do you want to be doing um, and being in, especially if this relationship might not be to walking down the aisle. So keep that in mind. Be future spouse focused. Um, which, which I love that because I always say date with intention of marriage or don't date at all. And that's really biblical too. So if you're somebody that's like, and I know you have to go on a few dates and you have to go into it to, you know, meet people to know whether or not it's the right one. But you should be going into each date 
with thinking, I want to get to know this person. I want to give them a chance. I want to hear their stories. Instead of being so, there are so many people that would not be matched today and happily married if we weren't there, as we call ourselves, love angels for them, really guiding them through the journey of giving somebody a chance because outside of appearance, maybe they didn't match exactly what they thought they had in their head. But yet, at the end of the day, that's also been the issue of why they haven't found that person or whatever it is, the smallest details that people judge individuals in today's kind of Instagram fast food <laughs> drive-through way of dating today and it's just insane so I, I definitely believe in everything you're saying is like in, in, in really thinking through and, and giving somebody a chance to, to, to allow them you know practice of communication skills is all about listening and all about, you know, um, sharing who you are and things like that. And it's so important to do that early on and find somebody else that's marriage-minded. And some people will be offended by saying, uh, why are we talking about marriage? Well, if somebody doesn't say that out of the gate, then they're not in the same headspace as you are to think that that's the plan of why we're getting to know each other. So run. <laughs> Leave. They might be a, a, a serial dater, you know, and you don't want that person either. Right, and you should have, even in those dating stages when you're getting to know someone, you need to have boundaries in place because here's the thing, guys. If you're not marrying them, you're dating somebody else's spouse. So let's not leave them in a worse situation. <laughs> that is so true. That is such a good point. I love that you just brought that up. That is just... Them to compromise on their morals and values when we were never going to end up being with them in the long term anyways and so like Renee said be very intentional in how you're dating them and and really respect them and treat them like Christ would want you to treat them you know something that I have done and I started several years ago is that um I started a journal for my husband um and it's a journal that I've written love letters to him I've written my hopes dreams goals even my deepest desires for our marriage, for our family, in this journal that I plan to give him on our wedding day. Why did I do that? Well, one of the reasons is because I wanted him to know that no matter what happens in my life up until meeting him, no matter who I might have dated, I thought about him. I dreamed about him. I prayed for him and I loved him way before I ever met him. It's a gift that I plan on giving him of just things that I thought of. And it's helped me because a lot of the things I put in there, I've had to go back and look at and be like, okay, this is the things that I'm wanting. Wait a second. This guy I'm on a date with, he's not speaking to me in a respectful way. So he can't be this guy that I'm writing this journal for. So I can't, you know, I need to end this relationship. I can't continue dating him. It's helped me to know who my, who my husband is and who he isn't. And so it's kind of been this guiding, this guiding point for me. And so I think it's really important to do that. I think it helps to have it, you know, pen to paper for you to know what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. And I'm not saying it's a thing of, Oh, I went, they drive this car. They have this job. They, but no, 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 no. I'm talking about, um, character quality. I'm talking about personality, talking about lifelong values. <laughs> yes. And even uh, Gary Thomas said in the sacred search, he said, it's not necessarily about who you, you marry, but what the why, 
a lot of people are focused on who. Do they have, do they make this amount of money? Do they have this? You know, who are, who are their friends? No, no, no. But what if it's about the why? If you both have a, a dream to be missionaries in a foreign country, well, if that's your dream, you need to find someone that also has that same dream. You know, it's about the mission of kingdom building, which is what we were put on this earth to do was to be, you know, the ambassadors for Christ. That's our our calling by God. And whatever else might follow, like Renee's calling is to help people be able to have healthy relationships, meet their God-given life partner, to be able to, you know, do the will of God. That's amazing. So that's also her calling. Um, and that's kind of how she's taking God's calling and, and you know, walking in that. Um, so that's really important. I think there's so many things that you can do. And then there's things you can do while you're dating. Read devotions. Read relationship books. Listen to podcasts like <laughs> Renee's, um, you know, that goes through all this. This is so important. And I will say this. I have done dating sites. I have um, been approached by dating coaches, matchmakers in the past. One thing that I think is so important that sets Renee and her team apart is that, you know, the things that I've experienced in the past have really been about, let's just get as many matches as possible. It's kind of been like, this is a feather in my hat. This is how many matches. This is what's important. But it really wasn't, the focus wasn't about the people and making sure that they were correctly matched um, long-term. It was more about numbers and that's not what Renee and her team does I will share this I had an experience with a um, matchmaker years ago and it had eventually come out you know I am a victim advocate I'm a victim advocate because I'm a victim and survivor of domestic violence Um, and so it wasn't uh, well received Um, I got a lot of heat for being a victim survivor of of a crime that somebody else committed against me. And I was basically removed from even being considered a client from this matchmaker. And she had even said that that determines my worth and that she had to let her male clients know this to determine if they wanted to have anything to do with me moving forward or if they'd even want to give me a chance. Okay. First of all, guys, let me just talk about this biblically. God talks a lot about beauty from ashes. Uh, The reason he speaks so much about that in the Bible is because every person he used in the Bible had a a past, had things that they went through, brokenness, trauma, hurt, violence, you name it, um, that he redeemed. He doesn't use those people that didn't need redeemed. He only uses the people that have been redeemed because it goes back to the verse about carrying each other's burdens. We're supposed to be using what we've gone through, our story, to help other people because it goes directly back to God and everything he's able to do. Everybody has a story, but we're not what's happened to us. We're not the choices that we made. We are a reflection of God's glory, grace, favor, mercy, and redemption. That's what's important. So don't think that something you did or something that someone did to you in your past defines you or somehow in any way determines your worth. It does not. 
That is a lie of the enemy. Do not listen to that. And so what I love about Renee and her team is that it is so Christ-focused. And it is so much about taking people who are truly looking for authentic love and wanting to live out God's calling and really trying to be a vessel used by God to help people take their broken relationships, their experience of brokenness in relationships, trauma, abuse, and use it and turn it around beauty from ashes. Like how amazing is that? This is why you need to call <laughs> Renee <laughs> their podcast because she can help you. And so I just want to put that out there that there is hope. No matter what you went through in relationships, there is hope for you to have healthy relationships. A bad relation doesn't dictate whether or not your relationships will be a success or not. (laughs) Amen, sweetheart. I just love and adore you and your story. And I'm so grateful for your sweet words and kind uh, belief in what we do. And it really is. It's our entire purpose. And I always say the broken stories or the stories or the journey that we have, that we share and we come out a better person from, those are the interesting people. Those are the ones that I love to meet because they have everything inside of them to be the best wife or the best husband because of their journey they walk through to be a better person for somebody else. And I love that you talked earlier about journaling. We are a huge advocate of writing your future mate, your love letter. You know, we have clients do that. We sometimes share with matches. So I'm like dying to get a a hold of your book to read yours so that I can uh, figure out who that right person is that I probably know or will be prayerfully praying for. And I think in that season when you're waiting, you're going through it, it's like to be reminded of those things is to prayerfully pray for your mate because he or she, whatever, is out there doing the same thing. And and I, we just did a series on this. I remember trying to write a, a future, a, like a, a love letter to a future mate, you know, and, and people struggle. And I always say, if you really haven't, if you have no words and you sit there and nothing's coming to you, that's God's way of showing you there's more work that has to be done inside of you first before you can come up with those words. So I'm so proud of you, Whitley. And I love that you're journaling all the time and you are just a beautiful soul. And God is using you in so many ways that I am honored and blessed to have been connected with you in the perfect timing and God's beautiful plan. And I can't wait to uh, hear the remaining of your journey and who that person is as well. So we never have enough time. We're going to have to have you on maybe another, (laughs) another episode. And we're so excited for everybody that has written in. We're sorry what you're going through, obviously, but we're excited the fact that we are now in your life and we can be present here for you. So please do me a favor and give everybody the link to where they can get involved in your community, speak to you directly as well as us, and that would be great to help everybody. Yep. So it's Linktree, the backward slash, live each day with purpose. Um, and I also have YouTube that you can go to, which is under Living Shed Purpose. And my email address is there, so you can reach out to me. I would love to connect with you and and help in any way I can. Um, you know, your story does not end; it's not over. Um, <laughs> you know, your chapter, your story is still being written. So please do not give up hope. And you know, God has someone for you. Um, contact Renee and. <laughs> 
do with that. And thank you so much for joining us, Whitley. We can't wait for our next chat. And uh, to everybody out there, know that you are beautiful and you are dearly loved by all of us. Thank <laughs> you for having me on, Renee. Of course. Have a great one. Lots of love. It's been another great talk on this episode of One True Talks by Renee Rochelle. I look forward to our next chat. Please write in your questions and comments so I can be sure to talk about whatever it is you want to discuss in our next upcoming episode. Lots of love. God bless. XOXO.